Hello and welcome to episode I've Lost Count of the Caged In podcast. Uh, this week I'm joined by Joe of Tonight with Bob and Joe. How are you, Joe? Hello, Petros. How you doing, man? I'm uh, I'm very trepidatious. <laughs> I think, as I said to you just before recording, like this is one of the only podcasts ever. No, this is the only podcast I've ever been nervous about recording. I'm slightly nervous as well. I'm slightly nervous, but excited, nervous, but not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're just treading on, I don't know, sacred. I don't know, like like a weird ground to be treading on. Strange ground to be treading on, but we should we should uh, be strong and get through. We can do this. Yeah, uh, the film the film we are talking about this week is World Trade Center, released in two thousand and six, just five years after the events of what happened on September the eleventh, which is already too too soon that is five years too soon i'm just that's what i'm saying straight away i'm saying i'm saying maybe any time yeah too soon. yeah that's, like that's even right if it was this that was could, made now that could be right yeah it's that thing of like get it maybe yeah. of done with respect and um care towards the families of the survivors and yeah. like people yeah yeah the the, the heroic um firefighters and like um uh, which this is actually responders. about isn't it cage yeah. cage is a firefighter in this this is this is little knowledge i know about i that know right? that a yeah. lot of the surviving members uh, or family members of firefighters were actually consultants on the film which like gives me hope yeah. that this film will be a like touching portrayal of what happened and not just i don't know there is I don't know how you feel about this. There's like, pr- yeah, there's probably a certain amount of time we can put. There's probably a certain amount of time you can get to where you can go. All right, we can start sort of like of you know because of like a World War Two film again. Yeah. So that's like a, a huge tragedy for humans. You know, no, not humans, humans. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, and we make films, and you know, you can. There's certainly good war films, as it were, because of you know many reasons. So there is a certain amount of time, but it does feel like. Five years later is a little bit, you, you mentioned earlier, a little bit sort of like on the buck, sort of like spinning the dimes. Well, yeah, I've, I've actually looked and this film took 163 million at the box office, which I can't like help but have some type of like scepticism towards <laughs> like... That's a lot of gold. Yeah, I couldn't find anywhere online about any money like put back into the community or like to help out in any way, like Ground Zero or like... The, the families obviously like i don't know it kind of feels they've cheapened them by just being like oh you were consultant on the movie but like yeah now it's made like yeah we've done screening i've done screenings for them and stuff like that but I, I don't know maybe this is my like twisted cynical mind of how i look at just like the hollywood film as we've seen recently the hollywood film industry is yeah. rotten to the core so Certainly i wouldn't is. put it past certain people to have that do you know what I mean to just I yeah. don't know to just see the tragedy in. and immediately go let's start let's start uh, rolling well yeah I think like 2005, it, yeah. 2006 is where this came out so it must have been shooting no earlier than 2005 yeah definitely when yeah. was the script being written do you know what I mean it's like I don't know I think it says a lot about like the culture we live in that like as soon as something happens like there is the, like uh, the dust hasn't settled and like the pen that has hit the page already on how yeah, can yeah. we make a film about this, which is... It's kind of tough to take in. It's also, like, one part of me feels like, you know, that that's uh, it's sort of 
cretinous to engage in such a creative activity. But another part of me feels like it could have been, you know, a creative release for whoever it was. But then that's me being wishing, I suppose, you know. Yeah, and like it begs the question, was Oliver Stone the right hands for this <laughs> film to be put in? Obviously, he's like, his career... Is is kind of I don't know not checkered but like it's a bit all over the place. He's obviously touched upon historical events before doing a uh, yeah. born on the fourth of July uh, about a Vietnam veteran I believe with well I haven't seen it no. Tom Tom Cruise um, JFK yeah which in that film apparently goes in a lot about like the conspiracy theories about the assassination of JFK but like um, yeah getting onto the conspiracies is pretty nice. A lot of people like noted that this film just ignores ignores all of that he did the and war film as well you were talking um platoon right did you platoon say yeah yeah so with another war film with there. the amazing willem dafoe i think everyone remembers that <laughs> classic moment like it's not so much of a spoiler because it's on every poster and dvd cover of like willem dafoe on his <laughs> knees just being Fucked by a rain of bullets. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, he's done Natural Born Killers, which is, I don't know, like. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I love that film. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's totally bonkers, yeah. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and it, this it, this delicate subject is yeah, in the yeah, hands sure, of the, of the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who, who made that? Um, and he also made, like, I believe it was a couple years earlier, he made Alexander, about Alexander the First. Right. I think he's got, like, Orlando Bloom in it. He's the history man. He was the man to go to. By all accounts, this this film should be on point. But this brings me to a point, like how he, I don't know, trampled upon the story of that. There was a a friend of mine, Ashley. uh, I believe he listens to the podcast. So shout out to Ashley. um, Said like it's the only film he's ever walked out of because uh, from the cinema. From the cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Because like during. I don't know, uh, Alexander the First. What's that? It's got to be like year, years gone. You know what it's I mean? a like very long time ago. Must be at least ago. at least a hundred. Set hundreds <laughs> years ago, and uh, the line that made him like question: Should I go any further? Should I go any further with this film? Was um, his dick was like a baby's arm holding an apple? Jeez, that's. I mean, I mean like it's good, good. <laughs> But so Ollie Stone, uh, we've got that's what we've got coming for us. <laughs> yeah, this is we've like, got Apple baby arms dicks and nine eleven all in one all in one podcast. I'm yes. fucking excited, man. <laughs> I, w- I want to say as well, um, I apologise in advance if any of this se- seems offensive. We do not mean to yeah, cause absolutely. any offence to the actual events that happened. Just maybe this film. I suppose really what what we're trying to focus on here is maybe the absurdity of such a film being made and Cage being the man for the the main role and then us finding ourselves in this quest to talk and think about Cage and the event itself, you know. Yeah, well, certainly not trying to offend, we're just trying to explore, I think. Well, Cage wasn't the first like option for this film. Uh right. this could have been a whole different beast because uh you got like the all-American hero. Just I think I think I think the the mum's the the mum's favourite, uh, George Clooney, right. As, uh, right. as 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 the lead in this. Or right, I believe could have been a whole different, scarier beast, uh, Mel Gibson. Oh man, 
Oh man, Mel Gibson. He's a, oh, that guy. Just I, I just recently watched uh, Lethal Weapon, and I love it. The oh. less about that, I suppose, the better. You mentioned Lethal Weapon. I'm actually uh, featured on a podcast called uh, the Betamax Video Club. Uh, check that out. And actually talked about Lethal Weapon 1. Great. And I'm set to return uh, nice. later on this year to talk about Lethal Weapon 2. Fantastic. So, Fantastic. I am going to listen to that, I dirty putting a plug in, though. No, <laughs> no, it's needed. I mean, it was straight in. Seamless. <laughs> That's how I roll here Jeez, at imagine in that. HQ. Imagine that. Mel Gibson. That's yeah. what I mean. We've got to see it first. I need to see it. But I've, I've only seen sort of like the, the prelude sort of graphics at the beginning. I haven't seen this film, so I just know that the title, Cage is in a fire the, suit. That's it. The title like menus on the DVD look like tearing. Tearing, man. Yeah. I know. If I feel like I'm going to be like all teared up, and like when we co- come back, I'm just going to be like, you know, let's. it's a sad thing. Let's just come on we've got to be strong that's what i feel like i'm gonna be like banded <laughs> together yeah. arm in arm linked yeah I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it this could be a, a bonding experience Absolutely. for both of us um so there's only one thing left to do and that's to get raging with cage <sighs> just oh. listening back to uh me and joe before we watched the film sounding very very jovial and yeah quite excited but now it's a very somber atmosphere slightly somber we were nervous to watch it i think the first thing i i want to say is he was a a policeman not a firefighter yeah um i think i think there was quite quite easily (laughs) uh we got confused because he had a big helmet on and uh, looks like a firefighter yeah looks very much like a firefighter um so this film starts on like a very prolonged silence, and I just feel like it really set it set the tone. Like there was yeah. just no no score or anything for like a good minute or so. Yeah, like the title, and then um, see see Nick Cage getting up early in the morning. Yeah, three thirty nine, something like that. Very early. Yeah, he's a <laughs> very precise time. Alarms um, going off. But he looks, it looks. I know, I know. It's probably not the. Film. Looks quite ripped. He looks. He look, he's looking well. <laughs> you were checking his abs. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah. I always. I'm like obviously doing. He does this, look well. Doing this podcast, I've kind of like, I've got, I've got to keep, keep, keep an eye on him. Like, see how he's doing. Like, yeah. I, one, one of the things I'm always checking is where's that hairline at? Like, because yeah. it's very famously just seems to be like running away from his eyebrows <laughs> in every film. Um. But yeah, and it's a very like I found it like to begin with like it was very blue. Do you know what I mean? Not not like dirty. As no, like, not 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 uh, <laughs> dirty jokes. Blue, not a uh, Roy Chubby Walker. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the colour? Yeah, it was. It's sombre. It's blue. It's icy. It's cold. And um, kind of just introduced to all the all the characters. Like, yeah. So we've got we've got. Um, Nick, who's I can't remember his name. I just remember Rodriguez. What's S- uh, Sergeant John McLaughlin. McLaughlin, yeah. And then uh, introduced to Michael Pena's character. Nice. Who um, I tell you, you might remember from. I think he was in the film Crash. Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, he's in Crash. Yeah. Um, reading on IMDb, uh, one of the things is uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal actually suggested him for the role. Oh, after that's seeing, fantastic! After seeing Crash, no way. That's perfect. great. That's yeah, great. Um, and like his character is um, Willie Jimeno, uh, right? I, I I got confused because every time it was on screen written, 
is a J, but obviously it's that classic. Uh, uh, classic Jose. Jose, yeah, yeah, exactly. Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Um, a lot of Jesus as well. Yes. We'll get into... Oh, Certainly, God. yeah. There is a very strong <laughs> religious subtext in this film. I'm not sure on big Ollie Stone's uh, religious leanings, but... Um, yeah, me neither. I almost feel like it's indicative of human nature, though, in in that situation being in like turmoil yeah you just almost lose hope in anything of the physical world and maybe i don't know i'm not saying it's people's minds playing tricks on them but they sure. might that's they a might different view. conversation isn't it but yeah, yeah like yeah. the idea yeah no but it's right yeah you get we go we, it makes sense especially you know america very um known for its at least outlandish sort of christian beliefs you know where whether it's a christian country or not i don't know but um it seems very much so yeah so. um and it just felt like it's almost like the air was thick at the beginning of this film because like you like obviously going in like you know what is bound to happen yeah that's we we know what was going to happen but i didn't i didn't know I, I really didn't know where they were going to go with it. Like I, I had no idea what was going on there. We've got Cage wakes up too early for anyone to get up and starts <laughs> driving into New York. I suppose showing that he's a, you know, he's a hard-working guy. He's up at three o'clock to get to work for seven, I suppose. Yeah, and he's he's a real family man. You see him like checking on the kids immediately. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah. I, just checking everyone's okay and um. But when like he gets to, he get he gets to work like they all get to work he's at, he's at the precinct and, but yeah. everything just feels like quite like we were before it was quite jovial and like very very excited and like just ready to get on with another day and I think it really yeah. it was very well done because it is kind of like that moment just change the world yeah i agree that because the tensity like the like the intensity like the tenseness and the intensity of that first little bit of the sort of scoreless part really comes from when it just it comes up it's black and it just says world trade center i think that gives most of the audience a feeling of what's going on and you don't that i mean you carry that so they can be jovial because you already know yeah yeah. you, said that you know what's going on but they don't it's a strange place to be for an audience, uh, like you know, where you know that they're about to head into sort of tragedy, but yeah. they don't. But I found I found it quite worrying because when I googled this film, um, to kind of like, I don't know, yeah, just just take some screenshots of a couple of things. Like, yeah, didn't look at any scores or anything like that, but like, it 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 listed it as a disaster movie, and I just kind of, I, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about like it being like linked into that it kind of just reminds yeah. me of like the day after tomorrow like yeah, independence yeah, day 2012 that, it's that, not like that no, no, that no. Kind of, it's i don't know it kind of takes a bit of the wind out of the sails of like the seriousness of the tone <laughs> like yeah so like this this was <laughs> a like I said a world changing day and like i don't know i don't fucking imdb near sort of shit out um. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's strange about that, about it, about that, about it being a world-changing day. It is specifically for people of our sort of age. Um, we were all, well, I mean, I was around about fifteen years old when this happened. I mean, how old were you? I was. Look, 
I must have been like 10 or 11. 10 or 11. Am I yeah. five years older than you? Yeah, mate. Probably Possibly, am. yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably. I'm, t- I'm 26, if that helps. Yeah, okay. So I'm three years old. So I was about, yeah, 13, something like that. Yeah. But it's, I, was, I, I've, I just remember because I know that I, I was walking home from school. I got home from school. That's when I knew my moment of See, knowing. I just, like, it's it's weird. I just remember things like being driving home from school and just, like, just things didn't feel. I don't, it's a feeling I'd never felt. That's before. interesting because it's the same time for me. So it must have been around that time that uh, the end of school. It must have been around either half two or three o'clock in England. I remember. I remember possibly being let home from school early. Early. Maybe that's what happened. Everyone's like, "Oh, great, yeah, we've got." And then yeah, and then and then it kind of I don't know. Like it's ha- like it sounds like a very weird um, comparison, but the only time I've ever felt like that kind of palpable feeling of something is not right was um the moment when i was a child that my mum told me like my dad had like left the family right just that kind of like yeah yeah you can't quite put your finger on what is like what the problem actually is yeah but you, you can f- just you, you can fe- taste it yeah, in yeah, the yeah, air yeah, yeah, the yeah, air is like... the air is thick with contemplation yeah yeah, yeah. And like, just everyone's—it's like everyone's not at ease. Like everyone's yeah. uneasy. Absolutely. About like, and that's that actually—I just remember yeah. watching the footage on TV and just kind of being too young for it to really like. I, I remember that as well. That sort of that that sort of sort of palpable thick air is how the beginning of that film slightly feels. And I thought it was done like fantastically well, as as mm. is like the moment. The uh, the first plane hit with just like the shadow of a plane. That's it, though. the silhouette. Yeah, because yeah, he's like, like staring at someone over there. Oh, is he a junkie? Is he going to nick an handbag? And it's just, I, it, oh. like, it sums it up perfectly because mm. it is almost like the darkened shadow that was like an, cast um, uh, upon that day. Yeah, yeah. Certainly. And like very tastefully done as well. Like I think so. I think so. And that bit, yeah, I was like, this is this is great. It did quite quickly get a bit strange after that. I remember the scene after that where the where the cops ended up. They they went back in the break room. In yeah, the break room, the that TV. bit was a bit odd. That you, you, I think I heard a line of um, of uh, hey, did the, hey, they probably just ran out of gas. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, maybe they might have. You don't need. Ah, oh, maybe we need that at the beginning though. But, but I don't know. I think I think it's it's just that thing of like I chewed down on my teeth on that point though. <laughs> I think because we like it's hard to look at it from the eyes of not knowing what has actually happened. Right, yeah, yeah. Because we know like I or, or do we know? Uh, or, or do we? <laughs> conspiracy yeah, theories will be discussed, uh guys. Um maybe the absurdity of them or maybe some some traction. Yeah. We are not too sure at the moment. Uh but yeah, like just theories guys, they're just theories. <laughs> exactly. Uh but like yeah, they they didn't know, so obviously you're going to look for yeah. some type of make logic of what at that moment seemed like impossible. It seemed like the illogical, and you learn that very quickly because when they're driving to the towers, like um, McLaughlin is explaining, like they have they have precautions for everything. They kind of have, oh but yeah, this isn't one of them. Like they're saying, like we could be attacked by like. He's like, air. chemical warfare, yeah, yeah, from air, land-based, yeah, he's like, but nothing like... 
they they just kind like of this, this side swipe. And again, that brings you back to the sadness of the event that the no one was quite even ready in any way, even thought that that could happen. Yeah, and it's I don't know. It's a very contemplative film because like is, once yeah. they once um so McLaughlin and a few other like uh so um Jimeno, uh, there's a Rodriguez Rodriguez and uh, one other gentleman he, yeah but he was called Billy can't remember his second name yeah and there was, was um, Bill John John Berenfall was in this who uh, now plays the Punisher on the <laughs> Netflix uh, yeah TV series I was like, one thing I did find online as well is uh, I'm not sure why this was in IMDb trivia uh, but how a lot of the uh, actors in this have made their way into uh, like superhero films. Uh, that's bonk. That's a bit weird. Yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, The Dark Knight, right. um, Nicolas Cage, um, Ghost Rider, Superman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah could have been. Um, <laughs> even even Viola Davis, who pops up, she's in Suicide Squad. Uh, Michael yeah, Pena, oh, right, Ant Man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Michael Shannon, I think. Like... That might be more to do with the amount of uh, superhero films being made. Yeah, I think, I, think, and... I think that is more what it is. <laughs> I think whoever put that on IMB tri- the trivia is, again, like a crackpot, like conspiracy theorist. Really like, into it. Yeah, this is, good, this, is, this is where it all this is where it all stemmed from, creating this crazy family tree of superhero stuff, how it all links back to World Trade Center by our boy. Ollie Stone. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, once they get into the, like, towers, they're down in, like... I'm not sure, like, what it is. It's kind of like a concourse, isn't it? Like, I know that the, they want to take yeah. the stairs by the Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, he's looking... McLaughlin's looking for... McLa- yeah, he did say Ben and Jerry's very proudly. <laughs> yeah. they, they're looking for they're looking for more equipment because McLaughlin's got um, experience in a disaster from 93. That's They keep saying he's the man... He's a man from a, some other form of something that has happened. I believe one of the other, like, um, World Trade Centers. So there's multiple, because obviously they're, like... Um, building, there's up to how many? I know that I know there's at least seven, because I know that seven fell as well. Yeah, it was, like, one of the... One yeah. of, maybe, like, building three or something like that was... Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the exact number, but was attacked in oh once upon yeah what in 93 yeah, yeah, yeah and, yeah. and mcclockin the real man of course uh, that it's based on that surely they based it on yeah, a man yeah, yeah, yeah. that had been at a previous so all of the rest of them are following very confidently because they've been told sort of that you know the um the he's character going. that cage is playing is is the guy if anyone knows it's him so he's sort of walking around saying come on let's get a bit more equipment let's i feel like i would believe a guy with that strong of a mustache. Well, <laughs> There's no we doubt have, about we have it. a moment for the appreciation <laughs> of Nicolas Cage's fine stash. I'm hoping he it really was, made it this time. I'm hoping it was like he grew it for the. I think mean, I hope he method and uh, actually grew the mustache. Didn't just like uh, he did. Yeah, he did a Henry Cavill. But he actually <laughs> grew it. Like had to do another film at the same time, and they CGI'd it out. Um, no, I reckon it's. I reckon it's his. I reckon it's his own. Um, brew yeah i'm hoping i couldn't find anything online about the uh, about the mustache yeah. <laughs> yeah um i imagine that wasn't a point that they thought uh, let's let's get the mustache involved like yeah people don't really yeah. want to be reading about fucking nick cage's tash there was mate. a point in the film though where i was like that's a stunning mustache 
Yeah. It was when he's driving. He's driving across the bridge, and I was like, (laughs) I don't think I'll ever be able to grow one of those. One, like, beautiful shot in this as well, quite early on, uh, before this, is uh, one of the characters taking the, uh, I think it's a Staten Island ferry across to New York. Yeah. And, like, you just kind of see the skyline in its, like, former glory, obviously, yeah. before this day. And um, I don't know, there's something, there's something quite picturesque and beautiful about it, just seeing. And, obviously, it's quite sad, to obviously, because you know Absolutely. what is ahead. Um, but whilst they're in the concourse looking for supplies, um, I think Tower 2 is when it fell. That's it, yeah. They've both been hit, but then one of them falls whilst they're in there and it goes into super slow-mo. And uh, all the cops are looking at each other. Glass is breaking. Things are falling down. It's, it's all like that. And it really, it really, there's something about like, I did not know where this film was going. No, I didn't either. And then it was in that moment when I was like, oh shit. I remembered, like, I'd seen part of this before. <laughs> right, and I yeah. remember just thinking, oh, yeah, it's just, I was like, it's just a film, like, I was quite young again. And I was like, oh, it's just a bloke, load of blokes in rubble. But, like, it's just, I remember being really gripped on it. And um, I was uh, actually on holiday for a week in Greece. And uh, <laughs> right, so right. Like lovely, lovely Mediterranean heat, like lovely. And I'm there of an evening watching World Trade Center. <laughs> Isn't that where you hail from? Do you hail from the the, the Grecian islands? I do, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Mainland Greece. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. Kalamata, to be precise. There you go. Um, hype, hype up to Kalamata. Okay. Big up, big up, big up, yourselves. big up, big up. Um, but yeah, I had a double bill of World Trade Center and Munich. Um, a film which depicts the events of the um, Munich Olympics when there was like some type of terror attack. So you're on a terror evening. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why that was like. Maybe that was the only thing that was in English. I, I don't know. Like, very serious people are the Greeks when they want to <laughs> right. be. Right. Well, there you go. There, that, that's it then, Petros. I, I guess so. Um, so they go down. That, that that it starts falling. It starts dropping onto them, and they they head towards like the elevator shaft. That's it. He goes because he knows that's where his experience comes in. That's in fact probably the only experience that really comes in, apart from being confident. The only experience they show in the film of him knowing anything is head to the elevator shaft. He shouts in slow motion, and they do. And then that this is when the film just like T- yeah. Took me by took me by massively by surprise. Me too. I genuinely thought it was possibly going to be a film where they, it just shows like I don't know. I think it's where the cynical side of me came in, just like yeah. showing like the, like firefighters or policemen yeah. just getting people out and just like that's what I thought it'd be. I thought that Nick would be like the the, the Sarge above ground bit heroing, like. Like saving everyone, being the commander of right there, they are finding everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, that, like yeah, I the, thought that's the sun shining through the dust and him looking, him looking marvelous. Yeah, like not yeah with a bit at, with like the, hair out of place. Yeah, yeah, just a bit of dirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, with that, they call it dirt. It's called dirt. I've seen it. I've seen them apply dirt. They mud in a stick, and it's commercialized. I mean, it, you buy it. It's a product. And it's just called dirt. And, it, and, and I'm pretty sure it is just dirt in like a sort of prit stick sort of type 
appli- application. Oh, like a, you, like a like a yeah, like a like a lipstick. Yeah, almost. like a lipstick, but a, but a girthier one. <laughs> and, and, and you and you sort of just you just see the girls rubbing it all over faces. That's uh, it's just cool dirt. That's and I'm pretty sure it's dirt. I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't know. it's probably not dirt. That's amazing. Um, so we're getting, we're getting some real insight from on. That's on insight. That's on. That's on set insight. On, on, on set. Oh, bloody hell! <laughs> we've got a real, we've got a real Hollywood type with us tonight, yeah, guys. Um, yeah. I like yeah. mud. Yeah, it's mud. Sorry. From this point on, the film kind of focuses upon like the families of the two officers and just like their kind of struggles of not knowing yeah the two officers that make it so we've got so after the fall there's a, and it is drastic it, and it's and it, it's important then we, then we've got mclaughlin we've got cage mclaughlin then we've got um um hamano hamano will that's his name willie yeah. and then we've got one other guy uh, unfortunately can't, i can't remember his name but I'm i know he's sure. called bill in the film or chris I think, is he called chris yeah i think so damn it damn it i think it's called bill and he he he's there to help him out yeah and then further goings on happen and like rubble falls yeah. impaling him against it's just it's very sad and that i suppose must be accounts from the men that yeah that survived it from mclaughlin and hermano uh, yeah, yeah. that must be their accounts of what happened to uh that man so i mean it's just it, but it's very yeah it's sad he gets pinned and then they are left totally totally uh pinned the both of them that's right isn't it They're yeah pinned in the rubble like Jimeno just kind of has um like a big like slab over his legs mm. and like majority of his body but like mclaughlin was really deep like inside like the yeah. rubble and um i think 20 feet below Hermano. and apparently whilst um whilst obviously getting into the role uh nicholas cage like to kind of feel what that claustrophobia was like and obviously the best way you can as like a Hollywood actor like uh, yeah. when in um, oh, what they called like sensory deprivation tanks wow just to really feel that like feeling of do you know what I mean like what, nowhere yeah no, what it I would suppose. what as, yeah what it what it could be like do you know what I mean obviously mm. there is no pain in the sensory deprivation, yeah, but there is there there is n- there is no comparable way you can you can experience what no. you would have experienced. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, exactly. Unless you like, you know, if you, it's not the same, like going on the beach and just like digging a big hole and getting in that. It's not you're no. not as a method actor going to get anything from from that. But then sen- sensory deprivation as well is more like a, a high. But uh, that still sounds very incredible that um, that Cage would stretch to uh, something. Yeah, and like it's I nice think to, he, sort of good to know. I think he stayed in like New York a lot of the time as well. Just to, he really wanted to be respectful and just get that accent yeah. down pat. Yeah. Which um, at points is at a point little shaky. Yeah, it's, it's a little shaky. But there's a couple of points. I was like, oh, it, there's a bit where he says the word gear, and I was like, he nailed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> him and his wife just seem to be like the most New York people ever. Like, yeah. His, like, fucking get out of here! Like, just I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, I'm like the brother, him. the brother that comes over later on. There's a brother that yeah, comes yeah. to see the wife, and he's like, "Hey, get, get it here! It is all get out! I'm walking here! Get yeah, out of here! Yeah. It's all yeah, it's it's all like that." Um, I'm just trying to think of other like, it's not that there's not not plot like there's a, 
there are moments in this that like I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit I did not like and they're kind of like there's obviously it is these two men trapped but there was moments of like flashbacks yeah. that I just felt the way they were filmed and like the kind of post production on yes. it of like the kind yeah, of man. gloss and sheen it's just like schlocky as yeah it's like we get it yeah. we get it it's a flashback like you don't have to like have the frosted edges on the screen and like <laughs> everything's overly saturated and bright it's like yeah um but like that's watercolor memories <laughs> there is, is one the- there is one like flashback moment that is just a real kick to the stomach when like um it's him like it's mclaughlin waking up in the morning and it's like for a moment you're taken aback and uh he just like absolutely. turns over hugs his wife and like kisses her absolutely and it's just that moment of like i know that kicked me in the teeth like no, no one's business because when we when we were watching it i was i thought that I didn't know what was happening. Now, I don't know what to expect from the film at all, but I thought at this point, it's quite far into the film, and he's been trapped for a good, at least seven or eight hours, I think. And uh, he starts, like, imagining. And, he th- and it, goes back, it goes back to this scene. And when, and when, <laughs> and when he hits the button, it's exactly like the first scene. He's, woke, he's woken up, he clicks the buzzer, but in this version, later on in the film, after the tragedy he turns over and sort of holds his lover and kisses her and she lies on him and i was like i was like whoa 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 what's going on here what's going on here and petros was like that's uh what he would have done and i was like oh it's yeah. like it was like a punch in the solar plexus <laughs> it's like beautiful agony that is they're like what other like standout moments were there for you in this like there like other like I just found found myself a lot of the time I couldn't write notes because they were like, they were emotion they were very it was like I was saying like it was pl- it was like I was saying to you it's like plucking emotional strings it was like the whole film was just playing a harp of and every note is just um, the make you want to sort of be upset apart from some of the sort of schlocky break room stuff and yeah. like you said the oversaturated flashbacks well, like one thing i did like have a problem with well, obviously i don't is 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 there is a subplot of a oh uh, this guy a like mission from god marine played <laughs> by um michael shannon and uh, fantastic you are you are you're informed at the end of the film that this gentleman was a real guy a very real man it is just like the it's I don't crazy. know crazy. It is crazy. Like like I mean, I'm not I'm not particularly a religious man. Um, so, well, in fact, I'm not a religious man. <laughs> very, maybe spiritually, but that means nothing in a world like this. So I mean, uh, like the man is in a church in a town where in the church there's no one but the pastor, right? So yeah, he's just by like himself. Wisconsin or something like that. Wisconsin, yeah. He's uh, he's like sort of sat there, and the priest says to him. The priest says, no, no, he says to the priest, he says, I feel like, um, I feel like, uh, I can't remember what he says. He doesn't mention God at that point, but he says, no, he goes, I've got to go down there to the priest. He says, I've got to go down there. And the priest says, that's not a good idea, you know, (laughs) essentially. And then he goes, and then it looks at the cross and he goes, I feel like um, God is telling me to go down there and I've got to go down there. And then the priest goes, you should listen to him. 
Next thing, we've got a full full throttle marine just like trudging straight to New York. Yeah, full regalia. <laughs> he's got he's got he's got mental. stomping boots on. I know. He's like he's like looks like G.I. Joe. Fucking right, yeah. Like stop like stomping down Main Street, like I yeah. know, like in fact that's I think the best shot in the film is when he's stomping down a street that's completely empty but covered in soot. Yeah. It's real good. Um and like I don't know there is a line he says when like he is the person who stumbles upon like him and another guy stumble upon um Jimeno and McLaughlin. That's it, they're the sa- they end up being the saviour team, yeah. The god loving marine is the man that saves the two main characters. And um when like Jimeno's like like he says something like, You're gonna get us out or like don't leave us and uh, oh. he, he replies with the line Don't worry, buddy I'm a Marine. We're going to get you out. Yeah. I know. Yeah. At that point, it feels like it's been paid for by the military. But I think between that point that we've got to here with, because I love, I actually like that character. The subplot is completely, and like as far as the subplot goes in the film, I'm sort of a bit, I'm bemused and and confused about, about what happened. But, But I like him for some reason because he's, I don't know, because I suppose after that he did go and do another two tours in Afghanistan, it says. Iraq, yeah, yeah, yeah. Iraq, Iraq. Yeah, yeah, like, he, he's, he's kind of... He's fucking mental. Yeah, he's kind of like... Uh, but, like, the film doesn't shy away from that as well, because he runs into, like, one of the, uh, like, New uh, New York Police Department or, like, firefighters. And, like, yes, he yeah. Kinda, he kind of says, like, God sent me here to, like, get people out and, like... He like uh, the guy says to him like, "All right, nut job." He's like, "All right, nutbag." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like it's like Oliver Stone is like, "I get it, I get it." Like this guy was a bit crazy, but he happened to be the yeah. guy, and he and he was actually the guy that yeah, did yeah, yeah. do that. So yeah, you know, yeah, there was a real there, he, like. I suppose the facts are the facts, but then Ollie Stone's versions of it. Ollie Stone is the man that tips it off and goes all right nut bag but he's also the guy that that could have maybe possibly made him more of a sort of mental christian than he could have been he could have not been that he could have been just a a christian yeah 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 he yeah, could yeah. have not had a i don't know it would be nice to know if if the man himself was sent by god to go to new york or if he went i think i'm going to go down there and help actually because i'm pretty good at that stuff yeah. you know there's a difference you know he might have been a christian that wanted that and only went no let's make him a full on yeah, let's, let's make, make him you. full on, you know? So who knows? And then, not only, I love the idea of Ollie going, let's make him full on, and then take the piss out of him. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Bizarre. Let's set him up just to, let's just set to him knock up. him down. Yeah, let's set yeah. him up, knock him down. I'm Ollie Stone. <laughs> I'm a, I'll make a film about any world event. <laughs> Apparently so. Apparently yeah. so. Um, I wonder if we'll make an event about that thing that happened at Eastbourne when a bit of, um, when there was, a, you know, people, they couldn't breathe properly for about half an hour. Do you no. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened in Eastbourne. I think a bit of gas came across the sea a few months ago. Ollie Stone will be making a film about that. Oh, right, right. Yeah. I look forward but to it. I think we've got another two year, about three, three more years. <laughs> um, other weird moments in this film. One of them I found was the... Uh, Jesus with a water bottle visions. Oh my god! Kept having. Oh my god! But they were bizarre because they were they were like they were like the kind of 
Jesus burnt on toast type of yeah, stencil, yeah, 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 you know? Yeah. They, they were like the, the, the true sort of vision Jesus. And to, be- and to begin with, as he like appeared out of the light, looked very phallic as well. <laughs> yeah, you like, were like, is that a massive dick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know, oh, fucking hell, you've ratted me out. Um, <laughs> is that a huge cock? I was like, all right, it's not. No, it's a, Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ, with a huge cock. <laughs> and no. a bottle of water. Oh, no, it was a bottle of water. It was a bottle of water. Um, yeah, no, he, he that happened a couple of times. It happened, I think, three or four times, and it was Hermano's, right? Was that his thing? He yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He That's was having the like... visions. He was having the visions, but he found them really funny. He found them hilarious. Remember, he, once the vision stopped, because yeah, yeah, like, they were. Hey. What was happening is he was having a vision. Then we were cutting back to the marine. The marine was doing his thing, but then it was cutting back to Hermano. Then it was cutting back to sort of the family, and Jesus was sort of cut tying them all together. You know, because remember the mother was praying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, it, and then we cut back and it's Hermano just wakes up and just starts telling McLaughlin. He's like, oh, McLaughlin, he's like, for the first time, he's like proper laughing. He's like pinned laughing. He's been down there for hours. He's going to die. It's like the <laughs> And he's like, McLaughlin, hey, guess what? Just saw Jesus. <laughs> he's like, proper finds it funny. <laughs> in a bottle of water. Yeah. You would believe that. Yeah, you would believe it. Had a bottle of water. He, he said, drink some. Didn't even want it. I didn't even drink it. Could have drunk it. Didn't want it. And then he's like, we're getting out of here. And I love that. I don't know what he means by that. Like, does he mean Jesus was offering them the water and if he drunk it, he would go with him? Or does he mean like by, do you know what I mean? By by not drinking the water, he goes, no, I won't drink your water, Jesus. Me and McLaughlin are getting out of here. Yeah, yeah. I think 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 that's what it means, yeah. Yeah, or like a vision of what is to come. Someone's going to come. Aid is coming, and they're going to be brandishing that's water. E- that's way more insightful, Petros. That's definitely what it means. <laughs> or, or it's like an Evian. He was holding an Evian bottle, and it was just Ollie Stone's <laughs> attempt to get a cheeky bit of like product placement. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't see any out and out product placement. No, we, I, don't, I, I didn't see any. I saw a billboard for Stella Artois at one point, but I just feel like that would have been. Maybe on the location. Wow! Like Joey, it didn't feel it didn't feel crap. Have you been to America? I have. Yeah, I haven't been to New York though. Do they have Stella Artois in America? I believe so. Wow! I'm yeah. Such a I'm such an English guy. Yeah. I'm such an un, yeah. I'm such a Philistine. Yeah, I haven't I haven't travelled much. I, the idea of Stella Artois being in New York seems so bonkers to me. It's all, it's all bud and cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's why we do it. Um, and like another, I'm trying to think of like this film. Even though it is like a very deep and like harrowing film, yeah, it still gives moments for Nicolas Cage to really let loose at what he's best at—just being fucking mental. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of these moments is like. Jimeno is trying to explain something to he's him. Going, he's, going, he's going, talk. He's going, you're not much of a talker. He's going, Give me, you know, you got to talk to me. you got to talk to me. <laughs> That's what he's saying. And Cage just like screams. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he goes proper Cage at that moment. And like another... My moment. knees, my knees are squashed together. <laughs> and and we're like again there, we're, I'm not laughing at knees being squashed together, particularly about this man. I'm laughing, of course, at Cage finding his moment to be totally fucking mental he's like he's like i can imagine it like that wasn't in the he's just like he's quiet for ages the guy's like he's too quiet it's too like it goes on for a bit too long and he just starts screaming or he's like he's like he's there laying down like 
Ollie Stone, like between takes, is right, <laughs> right up close to him, and he's just con- he's, 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 he's lent over to Ollie Stone and he's gone on this next one. Just let me go. All right, w- watch this. Like Joey winks watch. at him. <laughs> yeah. winks at him. Watch this, Stony boy. Yeah, you've had Harrelson. <laughs> you've had Woody Harrelson. Natural born killers. You ain't seen fucking nothing, mate. Yeah. Check this out. Yeah, and then like like again when he does the um. He like screams our father. The oh my god. It's just fucking that again. No, so there is a big Christian subplot with something like that happening. Oh, at that point, um Cage's Cage is caning out um the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hermanus is caning out with all what I assume to be uh, a Hispanic version of the Lord's Prayer at the same time. Yeah, cuz this is the moment when like it's like fight like I'm Essentially, not, yeah. fire and brimstone is falling upon it's like, them. It, it, it really is, yeah. And like, um, then all of a sudden, like one of their fallen like uh, party, it, like something must have happened with the heat or like, and it, his gun is just firing off of oh, his yeah. own like free volition. And it is like, like a lot of this film it's is real like wacky. real scary. Like, mm. not I'm not talking like bump in the night. I'm talking like fucking just real life fear, yeah it's you know real I mean? life fear and and of course because of the tragedy being so close to anyone you know uh, that's alive really now that's like lived through it it's like um that of course of the you know the ideas of it all so so you watch the film and then like sort of for me sort of every sort of like five or ten minutes i keep remembering that they're real people and of course it's only based on but you just go because i remember you know, I remember, like we were just saying, I remember coming home from school and then watching, you know, I, I remember seeing my mother so upset, you know, yeah. crying in front of the television. And I was like, what's going on in these planes? The, the fact that it's so real in real life. And then we're watching a film with fucking Nick Cage in. And we're like, but then the reality is that sort of every 10, 10 or so minutes, I'm like, I'm sort of thinking, fuck. Like, yes, it's really fuck, man. Like, I, I wish that it did. Basically, I wish it didn't affect me as much as it did. That film. That's what I. That's well, what I'm that's thinking. the thing. Like, the, yeah. I, I, I'm going to be honest here, and I was like close to tears. That, like, yeah, really, really suckered me in. Like, um, and like for that, I think it's 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 a good, it's yeah. a good film. It didn't feel. It didn't. It didn't feel like I don't know. Again, it's the cynicism in in me, but like, yeah, I'm always like. Oh, they they just do you know what I mean they're playing they're playing classic like Hollywood tricks to try like, yeah, but yeah. I didn't notice I didn't notice the score it wasn't like all of a sudden the score went no like, I didn't we're playing like do you know what I mean here's a minor chord feel sad yeah like I just just it was sometimes the lack of music and just being there like almost feeling like nose to nose with those people like trapped there that's a good way to put it that is that is how it feels but and of course it goes between that to then sort of like bizarre maggie gyllenhaal's cold family that don't understand why she could be upset for some reason yeah, yeah, and the father that keeps smoking cigarettes and trying to get a doctor to just give her weird prescription drugs yeah yeah and like he seems to be right like, he's like really concerned like and they're, they're like real pessimists as well. Yeah, like, full like on. The, the news is coming Everyone's in any dead. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the news is coming in any moment. Get her on, get her on like the funny pills. So when it yeah, because she's she'll already be sedated. A, yeah. You know, like, and like he, he, he's like, 
has this faux concern for this Do you think baby. maybe that's something to do with Ollie Stone's sort of idea of America, of like prescriptions? And is that me? That's probably me looking way too much into it. But the idea of someone that's about to go in, like, to have to hear about something that's upsetting, and their father going, right, phone the doctor, get him some stuff because she'll need them. Like, to me, it's like. You know, that's what, real. Like a dig at the pharmaceutical companies in America. Yeah, yeah, or like a, a dig at maybe, yeah, at them and at like sort of the consumption of, of them or like the way sort of normal families would act in sort of mad, like, right, quickly, phone the doc. I don't Possibly. know why that, Or is that a true, is that just what it's like there? Is it just what it's like yeah, in America? Yeah, like, you know? I would hope, I would hope partly that like, I don't know, this film is a, like, is a message film in itself, like, do you know what I mean? And, mm. like, to, like, then, like, shoehorn in your own personal politics and what you feel about pharmaceuticals would just feel, like, quite gross. If you know not, I mean? then, but, I don't understand what yeah, it's yeah, doing yeah. in the film. I don't understand what it's got, what that bit has got to do with anything. of the, the father anyway. He's, like, well, this <laughs> yeah, folk true, concern yeah. for, the, for, for the baby, yeah, it's, like... He's Kane in his... Kane in the Siggy. His yeah, bloody tailor-maids. In, indoors like yeah. just just meters away from his like daughter like i get it i get it it's a it's a tough time it'll get us some tablets for that as well afterwards you know, you're, you're, they had a lovely porch out front do you know what i mean like, really nice porch should have a little sit out there smoke a fag come back in like i get it it's stressful like <laughs> the cortisone levels are high that's the thing um mclaughlin's brother you see him smoking a cigarette he's outside he's by the car um, yeah one thing I felt, though, with McLaughlin's family, I just, like, something about it, I didn't feel as, like, into that, like... I didn't was well, re- connected to them connected. As, as Hermanos family. No, like... Je- well, it's probably because... Uh, well, I don't know. I would say just because of Gyllenhaal, we're, we're, more, we're more inclined to know. Gyllenhaal was somewhat going through more of some sort of turmoil in some way, or at least portrayed to be. Like, you know, they took her to the drugstore. She had a couple of moments where she, like, got out of the car when she's, like, with her cousin. Yeah, she was, like, being With, like, the sick. red light. Yeah. She's, like, she's, like, I'm not waiting for this red light. I'm walking, you know, and she walks, and then a second later, the car's next to her, like, come on. Like, you know, things like that. With the with McLaughlin's wife with, with it Kate seems to be wife. like an internal struggle between her and her kids yeah because one of them is like let's get down there and look for him yeah what we're saying i think uh, what the film's saying i think is um Jimenos and his wife are in love and uh mclaughlin and his wife aren't like because there's a bit where he like has to see her in a vision you know, and they sort of become back in love. I think that's sort of the love interest of the film, if there can be one, and there has to be. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like they're already together. Like Gyllenhaal and Hermanos, like as soon as they see, it, they're just like, oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And you see Hermanos earlier, way earlier in the film, he's like, can I use your phone? I want to call Alison. Yeah, wants to call her. You know, you don't see any of that from Cage at all. He just he's doing his job and doing his thing. But then when he's down there, and then the son, his son, makes his mother go and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what you're saying there. So that's kind of interesting. Maybe that's what that's about to pull in, like, well, maybe because there's a bit where he's, and of course, with the turning over, this is what I should have done. I yeah, should have yeah. turned over and given her a kiss before I'd got out of bed. But I just think, I just think that is like, yeah, that 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 moment. I going back to it, but like that is just a horrible because there's so many times in life like mm. you have that. Do you know what I mean? Like, Definitely. I don't know, like. 
We all do. We all we all do that. You have those weird like superstition. Like, do you, do you know what I mean? Like, always like. I remember being brought up like. Like never, like always, always say like I don't know, always saying I love you to my mum before I left the house. Yeah, yeah. Because like her, her logic was like you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, like yeah. when you leave the house and stuff like that, and sure. it's just like. And of course, once it like, it becomes ritual, it's like if you don't say I love you to your mum before you leave, and you've been saying it for, you know, fifteen years, then. You best go back in and yeah, go. Oh yeah. fuck! I'm sorry. I mean, I love you, bye. <laughs> you know, because otherwise the ritual's broken, and then it's like sort of bizarrely, mystically more likely for something to go. Yeah, weird. Yeah, but I feel you like know? I feel like the the fact that this film like made me like, do you know what I mean? Like actually think it about hit that. me on that like personal level. It's yeah. just like great, like great. It did me as well, Petros. I have to be honest. It it got me there as well. There were there were there were some other things in my own life I was thinking about that are certainly not connected to anything to do with the World Trade Center, but more to do with like relationships and, you know, how I how I've been or how people have been and so yeah, so that's that's kind of that's cool, isn't it? I yeah, I, cool. I think one of the things that made me relate more to like um uh Hermanos's like uh relationship with his wife was the the idea of like they had like they had a baby on the way. There's something about that that's mm. just like it's just pure innocence, do you know what I mean? And yeah. like it was a, a very nice thread of like you see a like flashback of them kind of having like a playful argument about what they're going to name the baby. That's and like right. Yeah. Him asking um, McLaughlin like, "Can you please put out on the radio like I want I want the baby to be called Olivia." That's right. That's yeah. what Alison would want. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, like that's something dirty. about that. Just and at the same time, it cuts back to um, Alison, the wife, and she's just walked downstairs and told the rest of her family that it'll be called Elisa, which he wanted. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Yeah. And then, like, flash forward to, like, when they are, like, pulled out of, like, the rubble. Which they are, thankfully. And another moment that is just, like, amazing to look at, like, and as well as, like, finding out that, like, a lot of the extras involved were the actual people who were like right yeah yeah is when there was like a kind of like i don't know like a massive queue of people just passing a stretcher along right so when the 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 men are being pulled out and you've got the yeah and all the the emergency services all in lines like uh like walls they're each they're like the men making up walls just handing them across yeah that's it and yeah like they were all or a lot of those men were actually at the true event. Yeah. Yeah, to bring them in for that event. Yeah, that's the thing with this film. Like, That's the thing with this film. I think a lot of it, like when we go back to like uh, them, you know, sort of like money spinning and like, uh, right, let's money spin it. They certainly did do that. But at the same time, they they did as, they also did as much as they could to keep it sort of tasteful, respectful. And also in some bizarre way, used the taste and respect to incite a different kind of sort of endear like uh, like endearment to the film like i mean like i'm endeared to the film because like for all there, there's parts of the film like i don't know if someone said oh have you seen world trade center i go yeah, yeah i've seen it and and i'd think in my mind immediately i think ah a bit schlocky like a bit schlocky but then i'd think about it a bit more and be like I had like a good time watching that, you know. Yeah, and it well, was like, like, yeah. I think for like some of the shortcomings it has, 
one of the things it does really well is the fact that it takes on like really personal stories. So personal, it's ridiculous. Focuses on, on like because I felt like if it had taken like a lot more of a broader stroke on the events, it could have like been much easier to offend yeah. and like like with just focusing on these people like there is going to be like no like do you know what I mean like th- they yeah. can they can zone in and especially because those two men were survivors and like could actually be consulted about what actually happened. so that's another thing that makes it important isn't it because yeah it, at the end of the film it makes you very aware it says these two men were there were only 20 men pulled out 20 men all men and women pulled out and they were 18 19 those two men so I'm sure the film probably spoke to all of those people. I'm guessing, or maybe they spoke to only the firefighters or something. Like, as a, you know, if you're going into writing a film like that and you want to start getting some consultants, you probably talk to the survivors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, it's just that thing that like they told the story of these two men. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, like, yeah. And I felt like that is the best way they could have gone with telling this story because, like, sometimes like you say, like, you yeah, make yeah. the the broadest impact by just telling like the smallest story do you know what i mean like by by sure, telling yeah. the story of like one person like, yeah sure you, it's like it's not a bit, we... it's not like about the hindenburg disaster it's about like the guy that like works the control panel in the sort of fire room of the hindenburg it's about yeah. his day and that's for some reason much more compelling than just like ship goes down kind of thing it's the same thing as ti- Titanic. Titanic. Like, there it is. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, obviously... Wasn't just t- good because t- Leonardo DiCaprio is <laughs> in it. <laughs> totally <laughs> fictionalised event, Like, yeah. uh, not events, but totally fictionalised, like, characters. But I imagine, like... Well, I don't imagine. I care a lot more for those characters in that because it is focused yeah. very much upon them. Which is great. Which I suppose that's that's fantastic. We get into the idea of what's what's worth writing about or what's worth listening to. You know, so it's like you know, if you you know, if you want, like that, what's interesting about a story isn't the grandiose sort of like the the huge palace. You know, it's like it's like the small mosaic at the corner of the palace that was made by a guy years ago and it's like tiny you know it's like do you know what i mean it's like yeah, these yeah. personal things are better or maybe it's these personal things that we know make up such a palace so why not listen to the personal sort of personalized and personal stories like mclaughlin's and like hermanus because it's a 2000 what's 2700 something people 2700 people i think yeah, yeah, yeah. died you know and there were 200 survivors, is that right? Or 20 survivors? 20 people were pulled out of the rubble. 20 people were pulled out of the rubble. See, that, I mean, but that, so that is actually, I mean, the ratios of that are, you know, not not good no. percent. It's but one, like, I imagine, like, you could have told, like, the film would have been, like, just as moving if it was any of those. Any yeah, exactly. Those any, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Any of those people, yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, moving on, like, when uh, Hermanos is pulled out and he's, like, taken to the hospital, there's, like, it's just great to see he's, like, so, like, he's quite, like, again, he's back to, like, being quite jovial, even though he's having, like, 
rubble. Yeah, he's cracking up. Sucked out of his mouth, and he's like kind of back to this kind of squabble with his wife. Like I know. I know. Now the tables have turned, and she's like, "I want to call the baby Alyssa." He's like, "No, nah, Olivia." Nah, Olivia. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's I love like, that. I did. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And she's like, "I'll call it Olivia." I mean, I love anything Maggie does, but. I loved that. That was good. But I didn't even think of people getting uh, rocks sucked out of their mouth. You know, it's just something that didn't cross my mind. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, apparently, one of the things that happened on this, even though they used like non-harmful, like um, like dust and stuff like that, mm. uh, Oliver Stone, still, like from inhalation of the dust that they had, still managed to like get ill whilst filming the film obviously being in there all the time behind the uh, yeah yeah directing all the time yeah still managed to like yeah wow and that's just from like the fake stuff yeah yeah so it just makes you think like what these actual people like that's crazy that is a good bit with Hermanus and um what what happens after Hermanus and and Gyllenhaal have that little bit Hermanus is alright you sort of see his legs they're bruised but you don't see an end to we don't see an end to that do we um, he he he's he's rushed down to the ER. Yeah, he's rushed down and he's cool. We see he's cool because he's smiling. Yeah, yeah. And then and then we're back to McLaughlin and when he is pulled out. Yes. And like um, he has, as you said, that vision with his wife. Great like, vision. Trying to like saying to him, you can't, you can't like. You can't. And it's quite, it's <laughs> quite know. good because like you can't yeah. go now because like you're supposed to be building a kitchen at home. Yeah. Like yeah. And he's spoken to Maynard about that earlier. Or, you know, he's yeah, he said to him, like, oh, I'm building her a... She wants a new kitchen, but I'm I'm a bit of a carpenter, you know, so I'm building a one. It's obviously taken too long. He's yeah. about he's about to die, and uh, in his mind, the only, <laughs> the only reason he's going to... And so, something to me about that sort of, like, like sort of tips its head at all of, like, the, the frustrated sort of people out there, like the frustrated people in relationships, you know? Like, there's something about that where he's, like, the re... Like, the one thing that maybe in his waking life would just destroy him, you know, where his wife's like, going to finish that kitchen, going <laughs> to finish that kitchen here, going to do that, are you going to finish that kitchen? And he's like, he's like, you fucked you motherfucker. I'm going to live out of spite just you know to I mean? finish just, it. So, yeah, yeah, the, the, the idea <laughs> of that, like the idea of like in, like in his mind, he's like, he can't, but it's, it. What what I find beautiful is it's that that actually... You know, is you know like she, cause she's she's not saying she's not saying I love you or anything. She's saying you haven't finished the kitchen, John. She's like, John, get off your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. haven't finished the kitchen, and he's like, ah. And that's what keeps him alive. There's something beautiful about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. really working class, beautiful about that. And like, then then we kind of like it flashes to two years later. Oh yeah, and it's um. We see that, like, they now have, like, a kind of, like, commemorative, like, barbecue for, like, the survivors, like, and, um, like... Yeah, yeah. McLaughlin's there, like, speaking to people, and they're, like, kind of... I don't... It just seems... It, it seems real nice that, like, going on people were, like... Do you know what I mean? Like, these people are never going to be forgotten. Like, these two characters as well are, like, left, like, both with like ailments like they both have limps yeah so something they're never yeah, going sure. to forget and i imagine like the people of new york won't let that ever be forgotten like yeah, in that's, like that's celebrating yeah. the lives of those people who oliver stone quite literally 
put it in Stoney where he he's not he's not letting them be forgotten either. Nice. Him and Nick Animinus. And um then like I almost at the end like it you see Hermenos's daughter Olivia and you see it ends on that a That is the end, isn't it? Of the smile <laughs> of a child. The smile of, of a wonderful young child. I believe it was was it Whitney Houston who said, I believe that children are the future. <laughs> Teach them well and let them lead the way. And I felt that was a it was a beautiful moment to leave this film on. Gorgeous. Re- like Yeah, like the true the true innocence and it's uh, he got to see. He got to see his own daughter, you know. Yeah. And like That's the daughter that he's they they've been arguing earlier on about the film. He's been saying Saying it's this name, it's that name. He's telling Nick. McLaughlin. And like for these two guys, it may not be the same, but everything is like right in their life. Do you know what I mean? Like they have found, like it looks like they've found some type of closure, and like absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, what did you think of this film, Joe? Well, I suppose overall. Overall, I'm not sure if I liked it that much. Um, but m- that might just be because of what I like. I-, I don't know. Overall, actually, it was way better than I thought it would be. <laughs> um, but I really didn't have any uh, ideas of what it would be. But it, was, um, it wasn't by any means... That I-, I don't think it was by any means good a good film as such. Like, it was a good film for its subject matter... I don't know if it was a great film. I like um I liked Nicolas Cage's moustache. Um and I like um what's his name? Willie Hermanos. Michael Peña. Michael Peña. I thought he was great. So, yeah, I loved it. It was great to see him in something like that. I didn't know he I, could do that stuff. Is I feel like this was very much his film. He stole the show for me. I Absolutely. Like Nicolas Cage almost like took a back seat in this. It's and, like, like he knew it. Yeah, and it's like, but like, you would be an absolute dick to like kick, kick off about that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, and like, I don't, I'm not sure if like, there is something about the fact that this is based on such tragic events that kind of like lets my heart soften to it. A lot without more a doubt, like, without I- a doubt, Petros, that's what's happened. What happens is we're both, we've, but we've both come, we both realised the the what we're talking about and then we're like well and then we've watched the film we've totally succumbed to the film in ollie stone's um uh ways and i mean if it wasn't a real event then i'd be i'd probably be completely different about this film you know I'd, I'd, but yeah, the, yeah, yeah. for the fact that to know that it is a real event based on true people i find it hard to give any because i'm just like well all right the film not amazing, but way better than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, to be well, fair. It, it, like, I think I'm just glad that it, it wasn't like... I don't... It, proper, proper, proper shit. Proper shit or just like... It didn't It didn't seem cynical in the way it was done. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I felt like it, it paid respect to people. And like, obviously doing some reading into like a lot of like... What like, actually happened, yeah. Yeah, the filming, like, yeah. What like um they they did a lot of screenings for like the uh like 
actual people it happened to and stuff like that and like the police departments and stuff like that and hired a lot of actors uh there's um a thing in the u.s which is the um it's called www.policeactors.com wow and cool. um it's a lot of like retired policemen and like yeah people of that nice. ilk who um are either active duty policemen or I think maybe retired and still have like still a part of the uh, what is it the um yeah the Screen Actors Guild. Oh right, great. So you can so, just you can find yourself some you can find yourself some coppers to get in your film immediately. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. You want the real deal. You got you it. want the real um, deal. You got them. But yeah, so it must be these guys, right? Yeah. I'm from doing some like further reading as well. Like it's obviously not about this film as such, but like about the events themselves of 9-11 um it's like probably a little known thing but uh before being an actor steve buscemi um was a firefighter in new york and when the events took place um he actually went back to new york to his old firehouse joined his like that's brothers completely, but I, I didn't know that. And went to Ground nuts. Zero to help. Wow. Good on Steve. I mean, what? What? That is a mad piece of trivia, man. That is. That is. That is <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, like, I don't think I can look at him as like that, as like crazy eyes in Mister Deeds or <laughs> the, the 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 homeless guy in uh, in Big Daddy the same you know, ever again. Must be so much easier to have crazy eyes than sort of fight fire you know like, he must be like man it's good to just have crazy eyes and it's like something just something about like i don't know that, I find, uh, yeah, that's it's beautiful it's very um, it's, it's fascinating it's very beautiful as so well. we have said what we thought about this film right it's now time to have a little look online to see like how the critics and the world out there i want to know what they say so they we say. have three scores imdb gave this film Six out of ten. Fair. Fair f- fair score. Rotten Tomatoes, 68%. Yeah. And my big boy, God rest his soul, Roger Ebert, gave this 2.5 out of four. So, right. what would, like, of an average score, like, where would you favour Where would I film? put this? Where would I put this? I think I'd put this at about if I, I'm going to go IMBD, I'm, I'd put this about six out of ten as well. I'd put this actually a little bit higher because of uh, the joy I've had. I'd put, <laughs> I'd put it more like a six point six point five to eight. That's how I'd go. That's where I'd go. Nice. Just I, I mean, I I really enjoyed I enjoyed the evening, but I enjoyed I did enjoy the film more than I thought I did. The surprise factor got me won me over yeah there was a point where i was watching it and i was like oh i don't know about this but now it's done i feel good about it yeah i feel like this is the not the type of film like i would have on hard rotate hard rotation not it's a, not something not that would like sneak into like do you know what i mean it wouldn't be like oh what do you fancy tonight like, not a chance but I'm, of that. I'm definitely glad that i've watched it um but one thing i find kind of like looking at nicholas cage's career like taking a step back not just looking at this film as a whole mm-hmm. it's just where this fits into his catalogue so this film was preceded by the wicker man which wow. is just an absolute 
And so where does Cage go on from here? He goes on from playing a New York policeman stuck in one of the world's most tragic events to playing the Marvel superhero character, stunt bike rider, turn flaming skull, ghost rider. (laughs) That is incredible. You've got a journey ahead of you, Petros. It's just such a... It's such a weird world. It's a much stranger world with Nicolas Cage in it. I feel like this is just indicative of, like, his career, that you will get something like this and then you will take a complete left turn into something batshit crazy. Like, and and I just don't know... I feel like I'm pinballing all over the, like, (laughs) genres of cinema <laughs> going through this journey um crazy ghost rider oh man so joe um, yes in regards yes, to yourself and tonight with bob and joe yeah, where can people keep up to date with you guys well you can find us on uh audio boom i think we're on Acast. we're probably all over google if you type in tonight with bob and joe that's probably probably where you'll find us or just like your local pub we'll probably be in there nice nice um i will at some point like me and joe can talk about it we will get both himself and bob back on the podcast definitely no we'll have we're, we're gonna have you on our podcast if you if you're gonna if you're gonna come drink some gin with us yes please um and Fantastic. we we will we will be doing another commentary episode um, which <laughs> will be divulged at the right time. So uh, get ready for that. As always, I've been Petrus Patsilivus. I've been Joe. We've been caged in. Absolutely. You've been rad. Bye. Beautiful. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.